I always try to remind myself is that like speak to him just like you would any coworker with respect, kindness. Oh, that's an interesting idea. I'd like to hear more of that. Break that down for me rather than just right off the bat being right. like, no, not going to happen. <laughs> It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and a paper and get ready to learn. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Jared and Elena. I'm so excited to have you here and to learn more about your incredible backstory and all of the amazing work that you're doing in the world today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. So will you tell people, I know that you're multi-passionate, you have a lot of different things going on, but can you sum up a little bit about your businesses and your work? Yes. First of all, we're married. (laughs) We like to lead with that so people aren't confused. We, um, Yeah. So we've been married for 18 years. So long time. And yeah, we worked together 18 18 years. I know. Work together, work together, raise kids together. So um, gosh, we started. Why don't you describe the model? I feel like my thoughts are jumbled right now. (laughs) Okay. I got your back. Yeah. We've been in business for 17 or so years. Um, We started as a solo SD, which if you're not familiar with beauty industry, that stands for Solo esthetician. Meaning I started as a solo esthetician. <laughs> yeah, yes. So I wasn't involved. He wasn't an esthetician, no. <laughs> but I did become involved because yes. um, one day she said, uh, my other business was getting kind of slow. It was the last big uh, housing downfall thing. And uh, she said, why don't you build me a website? You know, because her clientele got booked up pretty fast. And I said, I don't really know how, but I thought about it. So I went to Costco after surfing because we didn't have any money and, you know, pizza back then was like 25 cents or whatever. And they give you a free Coke. And um, they had a little flyer on the site that said uh, how to build a website next to like air conditioning and Disneyland. So you're like, good, that's good enough for me. Take that flyer. Yeah. I picked that up and I think it was in the next two or three days we had our first website. Wow. So, Okay, before I'm gonna have to interrupt because my husband built my first website as well. And he built it on something called Adobe Muse, which was like the worst. It wasn't even accessible. Like you had to have your physical computer there. And I remember we had a big spelling mistake. And I told myself, I was like, I'm not taking my computer to Ohio for Christmas. And then I realized there was a spelling mistake and it haunted me all of Christmas because I couldn't even log on anywhere and change it. So anyway, I'm curious to know, what did you use? Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. It later turned into Volusion. No, first it turned into Pro Stores, then it turned oh, yeah. into Volusion, but it started as Value Web. I can't believe I remember that. Oh, my that. gosh. I remember Pro Stores, but I can't believe Value, Value Web. Web uh, through Costco. And by the way, my opinion is every single system back then was terrible. We couldn't yeah. even you, sell yeah. products online because it kind of didn't exist yet in the sense that you had to have hundreds of thousands right. of dollars and a custom developer yeah, to build a yeah, shopping cart. Yeah. There. Yeah. So it was just really, I'm the economy and my clientele, they were asking me a lot of questions and I really wanted to keep the retail portion. So they asked me for catalogs, which 
most of the small spa brands that I carry didn't have catalogs. So I thought, well, this is a way that they can have a catalog, quote unquote, for a website, um, because technically I wasn't even allowed by most of these brands to have a shopping cart. I don't think that phrase was even used back then, but, (laughs) um, you know, so they just, people could view it. I couldn't have the prices, but I could, you know, my phone number was there and they could communicate. Um, and so that's really what it it started was not something that we ever thought would grow, but it was something that I was like, I I don't want to lose my revenue. So let's do this so I can still keep the retail sales, um, and started a membership service for clients and anyways. And so, it turned out that it started getting attention for people that weren't my clients and were looking for products and, oh, and they would call me. And then it was like more time doing that. And I was making more money. And then you'd come in and help me ship after your, your jobs. <laughs> so yeah. then it was, oh, we have potential for a future in this. So that was exciting. And it was somebody, it was other people's products. It wasn't yours at the time, correct? Correct. Correct. I started with about two or three lines uh, and I just think God took care of us because Epicurean is one of my favorites. And that was the one I started at the time. And at that time and place, it was really present in a lot of resorts, but it wasn't all over America. So people would go to these resorts, use the Epicurean products, and then they'd get back home to, you know, wherever they were and they couldn't find it at a local spa. And then people started looking online. And then that's how I started getting that business. Um, and it worked out great because it was such a good price point. Um, they weren't, you know, there was no discounts and deals. They just, it was so simple and fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so you were helping her, Jared, in the evening or whatever, um, after work and and just stepping in where you could. Yeah, legitimately it was like back then I'd do an odd job for my old business or I'd go surfing. Or I'd go play music. Um, yeah, at and- the time you were signed to a, a major label. So we were like, how are we going to do all this? And so, yeah, sometimes I'd come back at like two in the morning after a show or something. And I'd just work a little bit. You know, we just fill in the gaps. And we started with one product line, like Elena said. And then um, at some point, we just looked at each other. And we're like, if we can find mm-hmm. 10 more like this, I think we this could be it for us. And now we have over 400. Wow. That's amazing. And so what's the short version? So at some point you guys went all in on this and you, did you quit everything else or what was the, how yeah, did it go? short version is, a, yeah, you did. We were like, we got to get it to a certain size. So Jared could tech, stop his deck business. Cause he had, uh, that business and you know, how are we going to do this? Me out of services, So we did, we transitioned, we made some hires. My sister who was an esthetician as well, she took over my clientele. Um, So we just, we started with uh, one employee. Yeah. And it was terrifying um, because we were like, we didn't even know it at the time, but we were like paving a new path that no one had paved before. Like we only had like one competitor when we started and Amazon was still only selling books. That's how long ago this was. And so, um, yeah, we just kind of, at some point I remember being like, Hey, I don't really want to do decks anymore. And I kind of stopped taking those jobs. I was making a little money with music, but not much. And it just kind of was like a point where we had to be like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. But at the same time, I wasn't, I mean, yes, it was scary, but it wasn't scary. So I have a beauty background. My mom had brick and mortars and salons. So I knew that retail was a place where I could 
make a good amount of money. And I have a degree. I became an esthetician because I wanted flexibility in my schedule. And um, at the time when we graduated from college, our marketing degrees were not giving us great jobs. So I'm like, well, why am I going to do that? I love skin. I'm just going to go do this. Uh, So I had a lot of great insight from my mom being a fabulous businesswoman that she is. So to me, I mean, she was Ulta before Ulta was Ulta. That was like her her beauty stores. You would walk in and you'd be like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff in here. <laughs> so I felt, you know, I felt like I had the confidence and backing, but I don't know. I don't I don't remember being too scared. I just remember being like, Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, I was terrified. I didn't have the background <laughs> at all. And it was lotion, which I don't know anything That's about. That's true. So it's true. I mean, at least So I- what was it that compelled you to say yes? Me? Yeah. The freedom. Yeah. 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 The freedom. Yeah. It was so cool. I was like, oh man, I can tour. Yeah. Cause he was supposed to go and, on his, with his band. Yeah. And uh, still, we could still do this. We could tour. We could, you know, have flexibility when we, we didn't have kids at the time and we have kids flexibility. I could fly out and be with you and we could still run things. <clears> and we just were like, wow, this could be income without us having to be the ones doing it 24 yeah. seven. But it was a lot of work, like any businesses in the beginning, tons of work. <laughs> yeah. What would you say are the main, like some of the main steps that you took to get yourself from that one product to 400? And I know that's a big like response, but what are some of the top things that you guys did over those years? Trade shows. Trade shows. Were big. Yeah. at the t- I mean, back then, I think I had a pretty good pulse and I still think I do. However... Keywords weren't really a thing, was it? Was it a thing then? Could you look at trends? I mean, I had to learn a new language in yeah. just what you said with keywords, online research. We didn't know that. Trends. Yes. I mean, this is back during MySpace. Like there was yeah. no Facebook. <laughs> MySpace. Oh, you dating know. us. So I just remember going to trade shows and you know, we'd be talking and and, and I just remember like for example, image skincare. I remember having grown up in the beauty industry. And I kind of had seen brands that had come and gone. And my mom taught me a little bit and I would see what would be successful and what wouldn't. So it really helped. And I think that intuition of what was going to sell, what wasn't going to sell, what was going to make it. So image was one of those that early on Rhonda Allison early on, uh, I knew it was going to do well and it did. So I feel like there was, um, if we hadn't picked the right lines as well to bring on, we wouldn't have done as well. So we really did a good job in the beginning of picking these great boutique spa lines that were having huge potential. And they are, I mean, image now is she, they sold and they're international. Uh, and it's so cool to have these relationships with the owners too, of these businesses. And then I can ask them questions and, and yeah. they can, we can go to them for <laughs> advice too. Yeah, so inspiring. And so how were people finding you and finding the products? That was the language that I feel like I had to focus mm-hmm. on. Elena had so much background. She had the knack and the feel and she knew what women were going to look for and what they wanted. So she was the one that I'd really ultimately be like, hey, do you think this product line is going to perform well? And she'd make the final call. But yeah, I had to really figure out mm-hmm. um, in a time where it wasn't popular and no one knew the future how to advertise on like Google. And at the time Yahoo was really big. So I had to figure that out from like no computer nerd background guy (laughs) to, to be being like fluent in some of these advertising techniques and things like organic SEO Mm -hmm. 
Now we have over 30 sales channels that bring in sales to our website and our medical spa and brick and mortar retail location. But yeah, it just really started with me sitting down and Mm -hmm. thinking holistically, Mm -hmm. okay, here's our product. We have a really good supply. How are women, mostly women at that time, now we have a lot of men, but um, (laughs) looking for these products and where are the gaps? Where are they actually searching for Mm -hmm. these things, both online and offline? And what, like during that time, you know, I know for me running a business and, and starting from scratch, there is a huge learning curve and you're learning as you go along. What were the things that were motivating you? You mentioned freedom, but what was it? Was it passion? Like what were the main things? Yeah, freedom, passion. I mean, I love skincare. And also during that time, my, well, my dad was diagnosed with cancer and we we're going through those treatments. So going, you know, just being able to see him when I wanted to and need to and take him to treatments. And then we had our son, Malachi, who has special needs. He's born, um, he was on the autism, he is on the autism spectrum, but at the time we didn't know he was on the spectrum. And he had, um, oh gosh, so many things going on with him. He's doing really well right now, but I literally had to stay home with him to make sure he had therapies and the right care. And my heart was there. So it was my passion, but this business really allowed us to, I think, be the kind of family and have a life and take care of our oldest, Malachi, the way that we knew, you know, early, early intervention with a kid with autism is a, is a have to, it's a must. And I knew the hat. And so I knew like first five years, we have to like pour ourselves. So Jared would go in every day. I wouldn't go in every day, but I'd go in like two or three days a week. And um, that was super motivating for for me as well, wouldn't you say? Like God, to provide yeah. for your family, to make sure your child has the best that they can and not have to depend on some, unfortunately, these government services that we've tried and they did not help. So we had to go private. Yeah. And, and how did you guys, I mean, you know, in the beginning when you're working all hours, that alone is really challenging, but add in all the family stuff that you just described, how did that or did it affect your marriage and how did you navigate all of that? A lot of marriage counseling. <laughs> <laughs> the therapists are good. We highly recommend them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did. It was to, yeah. And you, and we didn't get his diagnosis till he was three and he, he was, to, yeah, it was, <laughs> I think also at the same time, we like, clung to each other and we loved each other so much. We were like, we're going to fight. We're going to do whatever we can, like fight for each other, not fight. I mean, I'm sure that happened. Um, I'm sure that happened plenty, like all good marriages do. Um, but yeah, ha- like boundaries and we have boundaries even now that we've, we uh, subscribe to. We don't talk about work at home unless we have a designated time. You know, it's just not like work, 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 work. It's like once we're home, family, if we need to talk about work, mm-hmm. I'll say, Hey, Jared, I have to ask you this question. Sorry, um, it'll take five minutes, but can we talk about this? And then we talk about it and then tie a bow on it and we're done. Yeah, I thought about us. We don't have time for it right now because the businesses are growing and kind of all encompassing. But I thought about eventually starting some sort of a counseling service (laughs) for small business owners, you know, because there's a lot more of them now that are married and doing it themselves. Like the web sort of opened those opportunities for people Mm -hmm. and it's hard, you know, it's like, you got to learn if you're like me, I was destined to work, you know, in like a desk job or something. So, well, (laughs) I didn't know anything about lotion. So my passion's here and the family and, um, you know, if you're like me, it's, uh, I had to learn everything myself, 
the college degree didn't really prepare us at all um, for what we're doing right now. And so, um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm going off on a tangent, but maybe, you know. No, I, I totally know what you mean. I remember I heard you say in another interview that um, or something that you recorded that you guys were in college together and you often talk about how you wish you would have been taught certain things. And I definitely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then we have my parents who were entrepreneurs and they barely graduated high school. That was their joke. And so there was things that it's just, it is funny. I mean, and being an entrepreneur and starting your own business, people think they, Oh, we'll go to school or learn this course or I'll take this. But I really think there's a certain part of it is like you said, passion. And then there's also intuition. You kind of have to have a good pulse and know, and your mind has to, I feel like I was never great at one area, but I'm like pretty good at a lot of different areas. <laughs> so in that entrepreneur, you okay, now I have to do accounting. Now I have to be creative. Now I have to do design. Now I have to do ops. Now I have to think about security, just all these things. So, um, and I'm sure you're experiencing the same, Emily, like learning so much during <laughs> your business with your husband. <laughs> do you want to up-level every area of your life? Do you want to achieve more success, joy, and abundance? If so, head on over to iheartmylife.com slash go and check out everything we have going on to support you in creating a life that's better than your dreams. I think one of the biggest learning curves for us as a couple is recognizing that we work completely differently. Um, And he's an extrovert and I'm an introvert. And so he wants to talk to all the people and I want to talk to no people. And, you know, like I... Switch that. That's us. I don't want to talk to anyone. I'll talk to you all day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, And so just navigating that and not making each other wrong for our work styles. Um, We recently, well, a few years ago, we did the human design test. It's been the one that's been the most spot on for us. It's kind of weird. Like when you look up your chart, it has this whole like view of your, your body and all these different like channels. Some are open, some are closed. But anyway, the the short version is, you know, there are people who are manifesting generators. There are people who are manifestors. My husband's a manifester. I'm a manifesting generator. And so I work really fast and I do a lot of things at once. And that's not him. And But for so many years, he was trying to adopt my yeah. work style, right? And so regardless of what your personality test shows, I mean, I think it's just really owning the way in which you you work and and what feels good to you. Yeah, you're kind of hitting closer to what we should be talking about, which is, yeah, respect in each other and understanding work <laughs> styles. Um, and we keep a lot, we have a thing called base camp and that's where we keep work. So we text message. So having those boundaries and, and I always say at the end of the day, you know, like our marriage is more important than the business. And I, there were some times where I felt like, okay, we might've disagreed with that. I might've disagreed with that decision or he might've disagreed with me. And so we really, it's, it is harder to work together and to keep that because when your husband and wife, you could just, you know, I don't know why you feel like you girl, I'm just going to say what I want to say. Like, that's a terrible idea. We are not doing that, but you would never say that to your coworker. You would never (laughs) tell your coworker. You would never speak that way. So I always try to remind myself is that like, Speak to him just like you would any coworker with respect, kindness. Oh, that's an interesting idea. I'd like to hear more of that. Break that down for me rather than just right off the bat being like, no, not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, a level of openness. Yeah. (laughs) And do you find, is one of you more risk averse than the other? Um, Well, we do joke that Jared is ready, fire, aim. And I 
take a long, if I don't feel a hundred percent confident in the decision, I won't make the decision where Jared's like, just pick one and go. And I'm like, nope. So I don't think we're both either one of us are risk adversaries, but we get our goals are the same. We write out our goals. We have like our five-year, a 10-year, and every year we revisit. And how do we accomplish that? And what are we doing? So I think because we always go back to this, what's our goal? What are we trying to do? And that keeps us in track. We we might not always agree on the strategy, but we agree on the goal. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point. So agreeing on the strategy uh, or the goal, but not necessarily you know how you get there. That might be different from person to person. So one of the big topics within our community is money, um, in particular, obviously revenue, but also money mindset. So I'm curious to know from your perspective, well, first, if you mind sharing where you guys started to where you are today in terms of your company revenue. And so, for example, a lot of our students are growing online businesses. And so they're always inspired by people who have been able to, you know, achieve a level of success that they are aspiring to do. Well, yeah. the first thing I think that we did a long time ago that I thought was really helpful is we redefined how we define success and wealth. Mm-hmm. And once we started doing that, we realized that we're incredibly rich. Most people define wealth with top line revenue or profit or what they own and all this stuff. And I think what we started to realize is that's just not us. For us, being rich means having mm-hmm. time together and with our children and having the flexibility and means to travel and do what we want mm-hmm. and see family. Yeah. So for us, like when I go hunting, I sleep in the forest on the ground. He does, yes. <laughs> and that sounds horrible to most everyone who's listening. <laughs> Including me. I get it. She doesn't want to do it and this and that. But it also is a good reminder to me that it's just all so relative and proportional with mm-hmm. regards to how much money you make or want to make. And now I'm at the point in my life where I just would rather not work an extra hour mm-hmm. and not spend that with my family that if that means making less money, then I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about that before. Like Jared, because obviously he he helped skincarebyelena.com. We went from nothing to, you know, six figures and grow. And he, he really does have a specialty in taking businesses and getting them to the next level. And so we talked about that because he was getting some really great like job offers that were like, Ooh, this looks really good on paper, but that meant he'd have to go back to working for someone. We wouldn't have our flexibility for holidays. He would have to be up and at him in the office. You know, it was going to be a pretty, you know, go, 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 go job, which, you know, that's nothing wrong with that. But I thought I won't see you as much then uh, no. And the kids won't, and we can't take off. Or if our son has a football game or this one has a play, like that just wasn't going to happen. And and we just looked at each other and we're like, no, we're not, we're not going to choose this salary and this job. We're going to choose us and our family. But hardcore numbers, number wise, we We, can kind of, you know, talk about that. We started with nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm yes. literally telling you nothing. Um, yeah. And um, so we've grown the business. We're still completely privately held. We haven't given out any ownership. And if you have a business that way, you know that means your uh, you know paycheck often uh, comes from the balance sheet. You know, we're just living <laughs> off that extra number. And um, so yeah, we were able to grow the business from zero and still maintain 100% ownership. 
And now we're close to approaching the eight figure a year mark in top line. Um, That's sale. amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being open about this and I appreciate you sharing your perspective because I do think a lot of people get into a business. I mean, it sounds like yours was very passion-based, but I know there's a lot of people who think, well, I'm going to make a lot of money as an entrepreneur. And then they start to realize that if that's the only motivator, that's a slippery slope. Because like you said, there are good years, there are bad years, like you're not always paying yourself that much, especially in the beginning. And so finding those other motivators and those things that you know, make you feel confident and worthy and not having everything be so tied to money is essential. Yeah. And I love what we do. I love helping people and love the skincare side of it. And I know that Jared, he, you love helping people too. I will just like, he is so great working with people that are starting off and that need to grow. I just, I love seeing him do that because that's also his passion. And there's so many people that get taken advantage of out there that listen to this podcast or this person or this course. And it kind of, it ticks us off because you're taking advantage of people. And unfortunately, in our case, there's a lot of women that are being taken advantage of. And so Jared does a great job and, you know, we, we wouldn't have what we have without each other. We both, we really are a good team together. I love that. And it's so cool because myself and my husband, we never plan to work together. And it seems like that's your story as well. And to complement each other so well, even though it was never part of part of the plan, it's amazing to see. Yeah, I feel like we must be doing something right because now it's like I enjoy every second of the day that I get to spend with her. And I yeah, think that me is because of the healthy boundaries and, you know, making sure we each do our separate gym time and have yes. our separate moments and then the moments together, both at work and mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. And what would you say, um, like, what were the things that you wish you could do over if you started again in terms of the business and then also in terms of the relationship? Inventory and accounting, having that figured out really <laughs> early on. Yeah. <laughs> You know, in our defense, when we were trying to figure these things out early on, the technology didn't exist. Yeah. And so... That's you know, true. That's if, very true. Yeah. If you're doing it privately funded, you you just had to make it happen, make it work out as opposed to these companies that, you know, have deep pockets and can build and create from scratch, yes. which has never been us. So I feel like these days, now mm-hmm. the technology does exist and we're just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Oh, just click. <laughs> Yeah, want to report and find out what my profit margin is on this. (laughs) Yeah, man, if we could go back and figure out, you know, how Mm -hmm. to do that earlier, that would certainly have made life easier. My my honest answer is I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Well, we both were, we're both were marketing majors. So I hate, I liked finance, but I did not like accounting. So it's like here we have two marketing majors who are trying to do accounting and we're both like pulling our hair out. Like, we hate this. (laughs) We just want to sell stuff. (laughs) Oh man. You know what I would change? I'd go back and I'd give us more confidence in mm. what we were doing in our decisions. Um, Cause there was just some moments where I wish yeah. if I had more confidence, I would have jumped into something earlier, mm. but we, I just wasn't sure. Cause no one had done it yet. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It sounds like you're trailblazers for sure. Yeah. And that's, there's a lot that comes with that. And then, you know, you have to develop the trust in what you're doing as you go along. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. 
And my one of my coaches, she was telling me that uh, back in the day, she had to stand on the side of a road with a sign to get people to come to her events. And so whenever I'm complaining about Facebook ads or, you know, social media, she's like, really? Like, let's just look back at what I had to do. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And I thought of something that we went talking about other things. I want to say to your point about people that just get into things to make money. So I had experienced this. Uh, I was an esthetician and I had, um, before I started my own private practice and I was hired by a group of doctors because I had my marketing background as well. And they were all like, we're going to open a med spa. They were just general practitioners. We're going to open a med spa and we're going to make a ton of money. This is going to be great, (laughs) right? This is their plan. They hired this marketing company that was, you know, uh, supposed to help them out And then I was supposed to be the person inside the med spa doing all the things. And long story short, it didn't do great. They had to close down. I left before that. I would do certain marketing things and they would say, oh, that's great. That worked this time. But how do you know it's going to work again? (laughs) They want me to do something else. So it was getting to a point where I'm like, this is going to go down and I'm not going down with this ship. I can see the handwriting on the wall. And so they closed and it was so sad, but I left before that. And I could just, I could have told you before that, you know, and that's why they opened a med spa because they thought they were just going to like hire employees and they were going to get rich. And I had to tell one of their wives who was a nurse practitioner at the time who was, you know, there to see clients and patients. One time she made a person who was paying money for a service, wait over an hour while she finished her notes. And I said, <laughs> I said, so-and-so, you cannot do this. This is not a hospital. This is a med spa elective service. And she just looked at me blankly. And I remember that was a turning point too. And I, and then my job was to calm the customer down. But I just remember thinking <laughs> they, they had no idea that it takes more than just being a doctor to open a med spa and make money and run that business. So that was, a, that was an interesting thing to see. Yeah. Well, it's good you had the foresight to get out and see that that was not going to be a place that was going to remain for very much longer. Yeah. They were overspending and didn't, again, numbers. Yeah. They didn't, (laughs) if you can't overspend, you need to bring in more sales. Yeah. So I know you guys wanted to talk a bit more about the med spa space and share that work. So what was it? What can you share with our audience about that world? Hmm. Yes, my passion. I've always loved the medical side of aesthetics. So uh, Dr. Oliveira is our medical director currently. And I worked with him previously, not at the last business I was speaking of, but uh, he's been a medical director at other places. And so uh, we just have kept in touch and have had a great relationship with family. And it just worked out. He's our medical director. And so we have our rooms here and I'm super excited. I have to take physiology And then I can go on to my nursing, my RN program. So I'm just, that's been my passion and something I wanted to do. So I'm getting back into the treatment room and I'm super excited about it. Yeah. And I think one point of inspiration we could maybe offer is to make sure you're looking forward and how you model your business. Mm -hmm. Um, Our business is unique, we think, because uh, we kind of have four different businesses in one. We have a brick and mortar retail store. Mm-hmm. We have a medical spa. We have our entire e-commerce facility, digital marketing, warehousing, shipping, and our entire product line. We have our own skincare product line mm-hmm. as well, all under one roof. 
And to some of you who are listening, that sounds like a complete nightmare. And sometimes it is. <laughs> but um, or <laughs> obviously, if you're in e-commerce, uh, you grew a lot during COVID. Mm-hmm. But we've been in business long enough to have survived the last drop in the economy. And it looks like something to that effect is going to happen soon. I would encourage all mm-hmm. of you mm-hmm. who are starting a new business or thinking about what business to get in. To, to make sure you structure business in a way that has staying power. Mm-hmm. And I think our model uh, supports that. How do you know if you have staying power? What are some of the key components? Well, first of all, I'd research the industry that you're in. Mm-hmm. Some industries have the ability to last through uh, good points in the economy and bad points in the economy. Mm-hmm. Beauty industry is one of them. It typically... Uh, does very well. And you can look at those stats, even back to the twenties, women would save up and do what they could and to get their mascara. So yeah, the (laughs) beauty industry does well, even in a recession. I won't tell you the whole story, but Elena and I were invited to the Google headquarters. uh, I think it might've been a couple years ago now. Mm -hmm. And uh, there, one of their main guys, I forget who he was, told us the story of ice. Have you ever uh, heard this? No. Well, I'm not going to tell you the whole story because it's really long, but I will encourage you and anyone who's listening to Google it. And it directly answers that question. you got to give them a little bit more than that. No, I love that. I, I, I get where you're going with that. And I think that's such a great reminder. And also... I'm curious to know what you would say about diversifying because I do think like the four different components that you guys have, that sounds so exciting to me. Like I'm the type of person, multi-passionate, I want to do all the things. Um, And I love that because you don't have all of your eggs in one basket. So would you say that that's also been one of the keys to your success? I giggle because it is. And with all the consulting that I've done over the years for e-commerce companies, one of the main problems is you have like, they're a one trick pony or a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. They got on Instagram early or they got on YouTube early or influencer marketing early or TikTok early and they fail. They got lucky. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they just get lucky. Yep. Yeah. And eventually they fail to create an actual real business because TikTok owned their business. And when TikTok changed their algorithm, all their sales went down to zero and then they're stuck. So we preach all day long. Mm-hmm. I think we have like, so we have sort of four different businesses in one. We have like 30 different ways that we drive sales to those four businesses. So I think diversifying your business and diversifying mm-hmm. your sales channels is the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that you should be thinking that way as you grow your business. Now, of course, it's, it's hard when you're starting. To, so to, hard, yeah. to diversify that much. But what I would say is don't create a business that is reliant too heavily on one sales channel or one source of revenue. Mm-hmm. And how did you guys, you know, starting a skincare line, that's a whole nother beast, I'd imagine. How did you know you were ready for something like that? It was a whole nother beast. Yeah, yeah. such like a backwards way we got into it. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. And we're going to start two, probably two more brands. I So it's a great thing to do. It's, you know, once you've learned it once and you, I think you don't have to start what we did, we started with one. So that's going to say, so some, we had nothing about, knew nothing about branding. It was really someone, it was a financial and customer motivated decision. People trusted me. They wanted me to recommend something. I couldn't quite find exactly the eye cream. I thought this 
you know, let's, let's make a really great eye cream. And then when we figured out the cost, like, oh, wow, this is fabulous cost. This is free gifts. Um, that was how we were being competitive at the time rather than discounting. And it took off and it was doing really, really well. And we thought, well, maybe we should, same thing. Oh, maybe if we get a couple more of these. Uh, so we didn't put a lot into the first brand, Elena Mitchell. We took it very slow, but we did develop over time. And now I look at our numbers and I'm like, this is crazy. It's been five years and here we are where it has its own brand and its own presence. Um, so yeah, you learn a lot and that's okay. And I think everyone needs to be patient with themselves and no reason why you can't start small one skew, just one skew. That's all you need. <laughs> I feel like when people start a skincare brand, like everyone's got a skincare brand now, right? Oh gosh. Yeah. But like they have like a plan, like marketing, branding, and they got like a name and all this stuff. And like, we didn't have any of that. And we also didn't have any like real knowledge of any of that. We yeah, basically, we <laughs> yeah, we basically um, took what we had and we said, let's first try this eye cream as a free gift on a retail website, meaning we buy it for three or four bucks a pop, but it has a $40 perceived value. Well, you can only enter one discount code on most carts. And we were tired of giving out 20% off discounts because mm-hmm. at the time that was really popular and even encouraged by our brands, believe it or not. So I said, well, if we can give them instead of 20 bucks off a hundred, a $40 gift that only cost me $3, then I saved 17 bucks. And so we started doing that. People started uh, using it and we're like, oh, wow, this is awesome. And people bought it. I was like, now they're buying the ice cream. That was a shock to me. (laughs) That's kind of how it was born. They really like it. Yeah. So it's kind of backwards. Yeah. It's uh it worked out. Now we have a, <laughs> a lot of products and so many of them are good that I even use some you of them. Do, now, you so. do. You do. <laughs> so now you're a fan of lotion. Oh, such a fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love that because like you said, you you tested it and you saw what demand there was because I know that I, for me, I have the desire to start some sort of um, e-commerce line in the future. And, but the, the overhead piece is always like, you know, when is the right time to do this? Am I going to get stuck with all this stock? But like you said, you, you validated the idea and the concept and the product and then move forward. And that's it down the drain. That's always a great, because people have to come back and purchase it. Uh, You know, if you're selling a, a couch, you don't need a couch very often, but you need your moisturizer every couple of months. So I love down the drain and it's, you know, it's a really fun industry. Again, I was raised in it. So yeah, test that one skew. I think everyone should start their own brand. It's so easy now. You can private label. You can find so many things and grow that. I think it's genius. I think that that could be your tagline. Like, have a T-shirt. Test that one skew. Test that one skew. <laughs> yeah. like My other something. T-shirt is champagne and chocolate cake. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So. Um, only I only have a, two, a couple more questions. Selfishly, so I'm going to be a mom in a couple of months for the first time. So I'm curious to know, I've been asking all of my parents guests, what are your top tips for people who are running a business and are also parenting? I would say don't be afraid to take some time off and just enjoy that sweet little baby because they're not mm. going to be babies for long. And you won't even remember what that big, important business issue was that, you know, you felt like you couldn't, you had to, you had to make that as you had to be involved in. So that would be my advice is it's okay. Like take the time off, enjoy 
that baby enjoy that, you know, it's, and it's a big adjustment. So I would say, don't feel guilty about that. Your money's out there. You can always get money, but you can't ever get that time back with that baby. So true. I couldn't agree more with that. I thought of another thing that we've been doing recently that I think that every couple should be doing, if you're fortunate enough to have a tight bond around that baby. Um, And that is we've figured out a way to take one day a month off and spend it with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the time with the baby, both individually and corporately is huge, right? Like that's, that's, you're going to do that. Right. But to actually figure out a system when the baby's old enough and you know, you're comfortable with it to where someone can watch and you and your partner can go and just spend uninterrupted time with each other, getting mm. that rest together. I think is huge. So we'll drop our kids off in the morning. Then I'll pick up to school. I'm like, see ya. And we live in Southern California. <laughs> so we just go down the beach all day and bring some snacks and maybe some drinks and like stare at each other and read books and go surfing and talk and, and, talk yeah. and look at rocks and whatever. So. That is, it's hard to do that when you have little, like when they're little and they're babies, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to, and also sleep, uh, do whatever you need to do to get some sleep. Don't oh, feel guilty about that. Yeah. Get a, get a right, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Night nanny. Night oh. nanny. Those are amazing too. Yeah. So final question we ask all of our guests on the I Heart My Life show is what is one way that people can create a life that's better than their dreams? Because we believe that your mind can only take you so far and you guys are living proof. You're doing work and achieving things that maybe you never dreamed would be in your future. So what is one way that people can do that? I've got an answer. I don't know if it's going to differ than yours. Okay. It's okay. We're two different people. But I think about this stuff a lot. So maybe we'll give you each of our answers and you can take it whatever way you want it. But I like started doing research on Mm -hmm. the world's not just happiest people, but like the people that have the most joy. And I kind of don't, one of those people, I don't really believe like what I read online or in a book. So I like would rather interview the people that I know that are this way. And some of them are very successful according to our world standards of wealth and money. Mm. And then some of them weren't, but the biggest thing that I saw in common was their generosity, Mm. not just with their uh, finances, but with their time. Mm -hmm. The most joyful people are the ones that are giving away. Mm-hmm. and loving on others in that way. So for me, it's been this shift and refocus of, it doesn't have to be just money. It can be time. So I've been trying to look for ways that I can do that um, without getting, you know, some sort of like award for it. And it really has changed my life for the better. So that's really what I would suggest. It's kind of like vague and, <laughs> and stuff, but that's oh, I love that. what I would suggest. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. I was going to say content, Mm. you know, being right where you are and being content because, you know, life is never going to work out the way you want. And I am thrilled that our life is the way it is and I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't want more money. I wouldn't want less money. So I'm just happy where we're at. Uh, We do plan. We do have goals, but we don't look, we aren't so, you don't want to be so anxious for the future that you can't be there in the present and I've, what Jared just talked about for himself, yes, he has given a lot of his time he, to our son, 
Um, he just went on a camping trip and then every week a lot, he's been doing this. Gosh, how long have you been taking Eric with you on Saturdays to the post office? Oh yeah. We have a employee, um, so with been. special needs and, uh, he's my neighbor and he's the best kid in the planet. You know, he just so neat and just wants to help. And so a lot of people don't give him the, the time, right? Cause he goes in loops and is talking and there, and people are like, Oh, I'm uncomfortable. He is on the spectrum. And Jared is like, we, we're going to, we're going to get a job for you, Eric. Cause he's 19 and he's like, all right, I get a job. Yes. And so it's just been amazing to see that time. And that's what he wants. He doesn't want money. He just wants to be treated like everyone else and people to take time. And he wants to prove his worth. And Jared said it, he's really helpful. He's been helping you on Saturdays, carrying packages yeah, and strong too. And he's strong. strong. And it, his parents have shared that that's been huge for their family and for his confidence. So it's been amazing to watch him do that. And every time I get home, he's like, where's Jared? I'm like, I know, I know. I'm not so great. <laughs> where's Aww. Jared? But I'm telling amazing. you, like yeah. that, it's, just, it's the best thing I do all week. You know, it really is. And it makes my life. I just mm-hmm. can't even express like how good I feel after giving in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I love asking this question because after 260 episodes, that's the first time anyone's ever given either of those answers. So it's amazing to see the difference. Yeah, I think we, for better or worse, just think about things a little bit differently than everyone else. And maybe that's how we got into this crazy mess. But <laughs> well, that's why I love this show. You guys still are still so shoppers. Yes, yeah, still shopping at Target. Yeah, Target. Target. Beautiful. Well, where can people find you if they want to know more about your businesses? Skincarebyelena.com. And my name is spelled A-L-A-N-A. Super fun. Thanks, mom and dad, for that. Um, Not Alana. And Instagram, skincarebyelena, there. Our website. And then alinamitchell.com. That is where you can find my product line. And we're on Amazon, too. Alina Mitchell's on Amazon. And then Beefy Sites. Your Instagram. Yeah, you know what? I kind of put that on a little bit of a hold right now because I just didn't have the time to manage the growth in the current businesses and that. But yeah, I did do some consulting for those that reach mm-hmm. out that need it, that are in, you know, needing help in situations that we've discussed about today. Yeah, he does a great job. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time and your transparency and your inspiration and for doing all the work that you do in the world. I can tell the impact that you're having on so many lives. So yeah, just thank you. And thank you for showing up and bringing what you brought to today's show. Thank you so much for having us. It's really an honor. And thank you for listening. (laughs) People that are listening to us. Thank you for listening. People listen to us talk like this. This is great. I know. (laughs) guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life Show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life Show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.